we want to talk today, uh, talk about what love does or not do. What love does or not do. And you know, somebody asked the question, looking for love? Are you looking for love? Well, it would be easy to find if you first found out what it really is. Because a lot of people don't really know what love really is. We think we have an idea. We've, you know, we've listened some people and we've watched a few shows and we've been around some of our friends we've been you know to high school and college and we feel like we know what love is all about but did you not know that in our society we have redefined and let me take it a little further have butchered the word love so many times until it don't look like what God intended for it to look like. A lot of folks say when they say I love you, a lot of times they're saying all I do, I lust you. And so again this week, I plead with the Lord for a topic, you know, asking him what is the most important for them to learn. And this week the answer is again, was love. <laughs> and last week we spoke about uh, love being a continuing debt. Y'all remember that? And we said that love was a command of God. And then we said that love is a completion of the law. You remember that? So I'm not going to reteach that, but I just wanted to just refresh your memory on what we talked about last week. And so today we shall speak of our love for each other. How many of us really know what love is? Songwriters and poets have written of it since time began. And yet, how much do we really know about it? Now, in order to see what the Bible has to say about love, let us look at the Apostle Paul's exaltations on love to the Corinthians. Now, Corinth was one of the largest and greatest cities of Greece. Its population was about 75,000. And it had been one of the most important cities of Greece since about the 8th century B.C. It was destroyed by the Romans in about 146 B.C. and rebuilt by Julius Caesar around about 44 B.C., and its two harbors allowed excellent access to both Asia and Italy, making it an important stop on the valued Mediterranean trade route. And so it did a flourishing business in trade and was a bustling tourist center with many people drawn to its shrine because they had a lot of shrines where people would worship. And so Corinth was, long before Christianity, a city of love in the worldly sense. And there exited the temple of uh, Aphrodite, the goddess of love. A temple dedicated to her stood on a high hill near the city and it was said to have been populated by thousands of temple priestesses and in essence temple prostitutes 
And so who taught that sexual love with them was the way to truth? An interesting and popular misconception in its day. It also housed the temple of uh, Dionysus, the, god, the Greek god of the wine and intoxication and the temple of Isis and Egyptian goddess the enchantress and goddess of magic. And so Corinth was an ungodly party town at its best. And amongst the Corinths, many visitors were large numbers of sailors who after many months at sea found the lively Corinth a welcome beacon. And when it came to worldly love, Corinth appeared to have been the capital. And there is no doubt in my mind, though, that, that Corinth, Corinth uh, to, to borrow from a song lyric, gave love a bad name. And so why had Paul chosen this den of iniquity as the place for his exaltation on love? I suspect because many of the people of Corinth had the wrong idea of love. And so just like many of us do, Paul knew Corinth well as he had preached there. Now Paul's uh, uh, dissection of love is a work of startling simplicity and yet it truly strikes the very heart of the matter. And so let's, let's just read his words to the Corinth starting there at that fourth verse there if you've already turned there to it of the 13th chapter. Let's start with the fourth verse. I couldn't read the whole thing, but let's just start at the fourth verse. You have it? It should be up on the screen. So, love suffers long and is kind. Y'all there? Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puff up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek seeks its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, and do all things. Look at verse 8 says, love never fails. Now let's take closer look at his exaltation. Let's take number one in that fourth verse. Say this with me. Love suffers long. Come on, I'm going to need your participation if you want me to hurry up and get through with it now. Let's see him try it again. Say, love suffers long. Mm -hmm. You ready for me to get through, but you need to hear this here. You need to hear it here right here because you know you think you got your idea of love. But let's see what the Bible has to say about this. See, I really believe that if we would uh, begin to not only read the word, but hide it in our heart and commit to acting upon it, we would have better relationships. Not just marital relationship, but with brother to brother, sister to sister, boss and employee, employer. I, I mean, we would have better relationships overall. If we would not only 
just say it in word, but in deed. So love suffers long. In other words, it will endure. It is not quick to anger. Uh-oh, we already, some of us already out the box, already. Because, brother, man, you need to work on that temple right now. See, it's going to get quiet. It puts up with the inadequacies of others uh, stoically. So it, it can uh, endure evil and provocation. It endures with many slights and neglects from the person it loves and have patience to await the eventual good that is believed shall eventually prevail in others through faith in God's ability to change them. So you wait, you suffer long in waiting that you believe that God is going to turn them out all right. You don't give up because you feel like your clock has ended. No, you suffer long. You suffer long. Let's, 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 let, let, let's, let's say it backwards. You're long suffering. <laughs> huh? So it has self restraint. When it's suffer long, you're not worried about you, but you're waiting on the other person. As God works in and through their life. So what you would normally say in your flesh, you hold it because you're suffering long and you'll suffer long enough until they get right. I hope you're sitting beside your spouse today. Gonna be some show no side bumping today, some knee tapping today. Oh, Jesus. Oh, help me, Lord. In our current day of domestic violence, sexual unfaithfulness and broken relationships it is an important aspect of true love and one against which many of us will surely be tested. For in it, we see that love can and must be able to suffer the pain of betrayal without ceasing to truly care for and continue to uh, continue uh, love, uh, love those who have betrayed us, wronged us, or who simply do not accept or understand what true love is. So you got to learn how to, you love that person so much, not the first lady, because you forgive like you've never been betrayed. I can hear the units today. Bishop, you just done knocked my block off with the first one. Love suffers long. Those of you that are talking about getting married, you listen to this. 
You need to know what you're signing up for. Somebody, ooh, I just can't wait till the Lord send me my Boaz. All right. Okay. All right, you're going to find out, find out that Boaz got some problems too. You just didn't see him. See, this is what people don't understand. See, I, and I, I shared this with you before. <sighs> when you marry a person, you only marry 50% of what you know about that person. But after marriage, you're marrying them a 50% of what you don't know about that person. See, that don't come until after you marry them and you say, uh-oh, I didn't know that. Why? Why? Because you married them by faith. You didn't marry that person because you knew everything about them. So I married the part that I know and I married the part that I didn't know. Come on, y'all brothers, help the bishop out now. You got my permission to say what I said. Come on, brothers, help me say it. I married the part that I know and I married the part I didn't know. And I got to deal with both parts. And I've been dealing with both parts for over 40 years, and I don't know about how you all are doing. But now, listen, but now it's getting so good now that those parts are merging together. So I know more now than when I first got started. It may be now that I got 90% that I know, and now 10, I'm going to do what you did, 10% of what I don't know right now. Look down, you want to tell everybody, it gets better. You just got to work at it. I got 29, and, and watch this, watch this. Now, 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 I know I'm going to help my brothers out, but now, sister girl, you marry stuff that you didn't know either. Come on, my ladies, come on, talk back to me. You married something that you did not know about him. Can I get some women to help me in here? I did not know that he snores like that. I did not know he put on them same dirty socks. some things that you do that you do not know about a person but just because you don't know about them that don't give you a reason to give up on them cause love suffer long I'm gonna wait on you until change come and if it if it don't come I'm still gonna hang in there I'm, I'm still going to deal with it. 
Any of y'all ladies working on some, see some stuff? Yeah, yeah, you know, y'all see some stuff? He said, there saying, you better not raise your hand. Don't you raise your hand in here. And I mean, you know, it may not be all bad, but it can get better. See, what a lady has a tendency to do, she, you know, however she finds something. See, you're so unique. God has made you like you helped me. He made you so creative and so, oh, man, you're just, you're just awesome. You're all that. He made you so awesome, lady, until whenever you find something, you have a tendency of making it better. See, when you look at Brother Bear, be like, man, he used to look like that. He didn't know how to dress when the first time I seen him. But now my man be dressed and be, you know, he be all like he ready for Vogue and, you know, yeah, he all debonair and everything else, see? Yeah, 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 see? Smelling good, looking good. He got a different walk. See, she, she, you know, she has a tendency of making things better. That's, God, that's how God made him. He didn't even smile before she met him. Now his lips touching his ears. <laughs> All right, let me, uh, listen, I got to get through this, y'all. I ain't got but one. All right, here we go, next one. Love is kind. Come on, say that with me. Love is kind. Now, uh, yeah, all your notes are on the app. So if you got the app, just download the app, the Winter Church app, you can see that. All right? So uh, it is, in other words, it's useful, benign, not, not rough or harsh. It seeks to do good. It is patient through injured, by, by, through be, be, though being injured by other people. Other people can injure you, but you're still patient. And so the purpose of love is to seek the welfare of the one loved. I don't want you to miss that. It should be on the screen. The purpose of love, when we say love is kind, is to seek the welfare of the one loved. See, because I love First Lady, I want her to have the best. And because I love her, I invest in her. See, whatever you love, you invest in it. You invest your time. You invest your resources. Right? You invest your words. See, the more I build her by the things that I pour into her, it builds her up. See, when I met her, you know, uh, and so you, a lot of you all know her testimony. She had low self-esteem, but you can't tell it now. She got Christ's esteem now, you know, but, but, uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. But you can't tell it now. See? It, you, you take on the challenge of pouring into someone that you love to build them up. And that's why I teach and preach like I do. I'm, I'm here to help build you up. I want you to succeed in life. I want you to exceed, succeed in your relationships. I'm not teaching like this. Well, every time you come to church, you just want to make people mad. No. 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 Sometimes you have to get tough love. Oh, uh, you don't want to clap on that one, but it's okay. Come on now. That's just faith. Sometimes you just need to get a little kick in the seat of the pants. So now, come on now. 
We done been, we done been on this train long enough now. Come on now. So, so love is kind. All right? So we also learned that the kindness is more apt to encourage good in another person. This kindness brings out the best in those who we love. Why would you want to be mean to somebody you love? You know, I, I've seen some men how, you know, uh, you know, they, they handle their wives so aggressively and, and so mean to them. I ain't talking about nobody in here. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. But did you not know that kindness brings out the best in a person? When you're kind to them, they want, even if you're correcting them, they want to want to correct want you to correct them because they know that you have their best interests at heart. If you don't have their best interests at heart, you could be right. And the way you say it, they're not doing a cotton-picking thing. They're not doing nothing because of the way you say it and how you come at them. You could be dead right, but they're not going to listen to you because you're not kind with it. If you telling the truth, why you got to be so mean with the truth? The Bible says tell the truth in love. I'm not making this stuff up. You just got to be so mean about everything. You can't even say I love you without being mean. I love you. I'm sure they felt that. Shoot, you know I love you. I'm sure they received that. Huh? So let's yeah, let's let's look at it. Let's just not look at that Paul's exaltation about what love is not. Okay, watch this. Love does not envy. In other words, it rejoices in the success of others. Why you can't be happy for somebody else? See, uh, and I know I always go back to husband and wife, but husband and wife, uh, man, woman, y'all are not in competition with one another. Y'all on the same team. Why did I want to compete with my beautiful wife? We're on the same team. She get blessed, I get blessed. She going through, I'm going through. I'm trying to see, you know, how we can get healed. How we can be blessed. We are one. So, it is content with what the Lord has kindly allowed. It. Envy is the least productive of all sins as it, as it wishes less for someone else while doing nothing productive for those who uh, envy. In real love, we are not envious of those who appear to be getting a better break than us. So what? They got the promotion first. Huh? That's real love. You can congratulate someone else 
that reached that milestone before you did. See, I can rejoice with others because I already know that I serve the same God and my time is coming. The Bible says rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. See, I can rejoice with you because I know I'm in line too. When you understand that your daddy loves you just like he loved my other brothers and sisters and that he don't have no respect to person and whatever my needs are, God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. So whatever God got assigned to me, you can't stop it. And whatever you got assigned to you, I can't stop it. Uh-huh, I'm telling you that whatever is for you, it is for you. And nobody can take that away. See, that's why we can all say we're blessed and highly favored. I mean, man, I may not be where you are right now. I may not even have a new car, but it's all right. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord with the one that I'm driving because I know that when I need one, God going to have it there for me. I don't have to live in what you live in. I can, be, uh, I can rejoice and be thankful for where I am and not be jealous of you and not try to pull you back or pull you down and still say, hey, God is good to all of us. Hallelujah. Listen, I want God to do something so spectacular in your life that it blows your literal mind. I want him to blow your mind until you start telling everybody. I want him to bless your life until your testimony. Oh, I can't wait to tell somebody what my God did in my life. And I can rejoice with you when you tell your testimony. The Bible said they overcame by the blood of the land and the word of their testimony. Everybody in here got a testimony. And if you don't have one now, you got one coming. Somebody shout, I got a testimony coming. Oh, and when God does it, I ain't going to be afraid to tell it. I can't worry about whether you feeling some kind of way because God got his hand on my life. I can't worry about whether you going to have an attitude because God blessed so much to my God look like. I don't know. Why did he do it for me? God said, why not you? My God, we don't have time to see him looking at somebody else crazy because God decided to bless you be tired. The, the least we can do is rejoice with you. Help me for a moment. Tell somebody, God going to do something spectacular in your life and I want to be there to celebrate you. Come on, tell me, I want to be there to rejoice with you. I want to be there to my God to see what God is doing it in your life because if he can do it for you, he can do it for me. Come on, look at somebody and say, he's going to do it. Oh, he's going to do it. 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 I don't know what you're going through right now, but you keep loving through that thing. You keep loving until, my God, you ain't got nothing else to give because your love is going to turn that situation around. I know they're talking about you, but love them anyhow. I know they're trying to, my God, trip you up, but love them anyhow. I know that they tried to go behind your back and talk to the ball, but love them anyhow. Give somebody a high five and say, love them anyhow. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Love him anyhow. He looking crazy, but love him anyhow. He act like he don't know what to do, but love him anyhow. Yeah, you don't talk about, uh, you've been talking all these years, talking down, ain't done nothing. Let's try love this time. Holler at somebody on the other side of the room and tell them, I'm going to try love this time. Y'all done got me excited. I probably be just teaching here. So in other words, it rejoices in the success of others. I can rejoice in your success. You got a big fat juicy bonus, I can rejoice in your success. You got double of what you were making from last year, I can rejoice in your success. God done turned your life around. You know it was messed up from the flow up, but now look at you. You came from the bottom, but now you on the top. I can rejoice in your success. Find you somebody you don't mind talking to and say, I can rejoice in your success. It is content with what the Lord has kindly allowed it. Yeah. And so, not only that, but love does not parade itself. Uh-oh. It subdues pride. It will esteem others and limit its own esteem. In other words, I push you up before I push myself up. And in a marriage, we sh listen, in a marriage, we should be so busy trying to push each, each other up till we bumping it into each other. Let me do this for you. Uh-uh, I'm going to do this for you. Let me do this for you. I'm going to do this for you. you this is y'all attitude. She ain't done nothing for me lately. I ain't doing nothing for her. Blankety blank self. Y'all know some of these folk that go to church cuss now. Come on here now. Don't be looking at me like that. But they need to be delivered though. I don't do that. As long as I've been living, I've never cursed my wife out. Never. I know some of y'all can't say that, so it's look straight ahead. But I mean, you know, look straight ahead, look straight ahead. Hallelujah. Hey, you could be delivered. Oh, you could be delivered. See, what men don't understand is that what you, whatever you give a lady, she's going to give it back to you multiply. You curse her out, she's going to out-curse you. Most women can out-curse men. See, y'all very good with your adjectives and you good with thinking. You good with thinking fast. And he say his little two little words and you done said 40. While he's scratching his head, she just laid it all out. He trying to think of what, let's see what I'm going to say next. <laughs> so it will wait patiently until others praise it. That's what love would do. It is anonymous. It does not brag about its own accomplishments and is 
regardful of even a carefully worded subtle statements of self-promotion. It does not put itself in the spotlight. It don't parade itself. Y'all, are y'all with me? It handles its own prosperity and successes in a humble manner. It does not boast. Hallelujah. It don't parade itself. Uh, and, you know, hey, everybody look at me. Here's talking about love. This is in your Bible. Let's go to the next one. Love is not puffed up. It is not bloated with self-conceit. It abhors flattery. It understands that one who is full of themselves has no room to feel the pain of others. Ooh, I wanted you to see that. Puffed up people have an exaggerated opinion of their own importance and often feel that their happiness and well-being are more important than, than the uh, important things in life. And as such, as it is easy for them to dismiss the need and the feelings of other people. There's some deliverance that need to be in America. I'm going to tell you right now. This place breed this kind of stuff. All of the puff up. And my God, if you want to see some puff upness, look at our politicians. That's the puffer up of the puffer ups. It's all about them until they'll just lie about who they are. I want, they want to be so puffed up till they lie about stuff that they're not doing. Just self-conceited. Now you're supposed to be getting ready to help people and now you don't want it ended up, it's all about you. Why in my office, what can I get for myself? What building can I get named after me? What road can I get in my name? What, what can I do that's going to benefit me? Love does not behave rudely. Oh, help me now, Lord. It behaves with reverence and respect toward all kinds. It does not act any kind of way. You know what? Some of us, we got that gift of showing out in front of people. And you know, we always tell you, this, this, this is how you got to always do it. You got to praise in public and correct in private. Come on, say that with me. Praise in public. Correct in private. Y'all got that? If you don't remember nothing else I said today, you remember that. Because it's not going to fare well for you if you correct your spouse in public. If you try to make them look small, or try to handle them some kind of way in front of people, that's not going to fare well for you. You wait until you at least get in the car and you pulling out in the parking lot. And it's just the two of you. But if you show out in front of everybody, you're going to be hearing about that up until next week. And maybe next month. 
you praise in public. This is my beautiful wife here. You know, we love each other. Da, 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 da. And then when you get in the car, in private, I said, baby, now listen, I, don't, I didn't like, I didn't appreciate how you handled me when we was at the party in front of everybody. What did I do? Well, you know, you kind of act a little short with me, kind of a little snappy. I did? Yeah. You kind of just think about what you did. Oh, okay, well, I ain't really mean nothing about it. But now, if I would have done that while we was at the party, that wouldn't be good for me. Because, see, I know my wife. Why y'all laughing? Oh, you don't know yours? Oh, okay, I got it now. It's just about me, huh? You don't know yours, huh? All right, okay. All right, you just got it like that. I guess it's just me. I, I figured, I, I thought I was in the right church, but I maybe I'm... Well, maybe I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> so it behaves with reverence and respect toward all mankind and towards love itself. It does not unduly censor or despise others' conduct. It will do nothing that is unbecoming to it. It holds true love as a precious thing deserving of respect and does not publicly parade it. It does not ever ask anyone to do something that is contrary to the good principles of conscience, faith, and God's moral principles. Uh-huh. As established in the Holy Bible. So, in essence, don't misuse the name of love for ungodly purpose, for it is the clear indication of uh, of a love that is not. For real love seeks always the best for those that are loved and does not look for personal gain, pleasure, or control. So it does not behave itself rudely. Ain't nothing worse than being going somewhere and you don't know how this person going to act because you know they are kind of a rude person. You say, I hope everything go all right. I hope nobody don't rub them the wrong way because I'm going to be so embarrassed when they, oh, Lord, just please don't let them. Oh, God. And, and that's what you wind up doing. You, you want to go, but you got to stay home because you know he's you know he just so rude. And ain't nothing worse, a nice man just trying to be so kind and his wife just so deadly rude. And you, you be wanting to say, and you don't want to tell her this, but you saying on your breath, I don't like to take you nowhere. Because when she look like when she gets somewhere, she just shows out royally. Hallelujah. Let me check to see what's in your hair. I see a few little horns come up right up in there. So, somewhere up in All right. So love does not seek its own. Say that with me. Love does not seek its own. In other words, it is an enemy of selfishness. It does not seek its own praise or profit. 
Make note of that. It does not do that. It looks out for the interests of others. It often neglects its own for the sake of others. It prefers the welfare of others before itself. It is self-sacrificing. You make the sacrifice for somebody else. And that's why I understand why y'all can't get along because somebody need to be making the sacrifice. I sacrificed, man, it don't matter. I didn't get what I want, but I'm going to sacrifice because I know it's going to return. Whatever I sow, I'm going to reap. It's got to come back. If you don't like what you reap, and check your sowing. She don't really love me. Well, what you giving to her? How you acting towards her? And watch this. You remember that 50% that you don't know about? See, because some folks are good with money, some people are not good with money. Hello now. See, you didn't know when you married her she had bad credit. You didn't ask the question. She didn't voluntarily tell you. I wasn't trying to hide it. You just didn't ask me. Okay, baby, now since I know we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna help, we're gonna, I'm gonna help, I'm gonna help you get your credit right. See, that's that's the attitude you take. That's what love would say. Come on, we're gonna come together and we're gonna get this credit together and we're gonna have good credit together. You'll say, no, you stay over there with your mess. I got mine over here. You stay over there with your mess over there. And when I want something, I buy it. I buy my own car, this, that, and the other. You can't get no car, but I can get a car. I got credit. The devil. <laughs> huh? That ain't how that works. Since you didn't know, you didn't know. But you can't get rid of it. Now, now, now y'all talking about, I'm sure gonna ask when I get married. Some of the seagulls saying, I'm gonna ask for a credit report. I'm going to ask for a criminal background report. I'm going to ask for a health report. What other report I can get, Bishop? Yeah, and I need a mental health report. Because I don't want to be marrying Chucky or Jason. Oh, I'm sorry. There may be a Jason in here. I'm sorry. So it looks out for the interests of others. As Paul's note in Philippians, the second chapter, third verse, look at it on the screen. said, let nothing be done through self-ambition or conceit, but in lowness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Quit whining to like, well, you just don't know. Esteem them other better than yourself. Quit whining and find a way to build them up. Find a way to pull them out of it. God will give you a creative idea on how to build them up. And sometimes you don't want to hear what I got to say, but I'm trying to help you. Because see, you're already set in your little stinking ways. And nobody can't tell you that because you've grown. You three times... You know, 20 and then some. 
And I'm older than the bishop. He can't tell me nothing. Well, God should be able to tell you something by now. That's why you're in the state you're in now. That old stinking attitude you got. Nobody can't tell you nothing. That's why you're in the state you're in because nobody told you nothing. They should have told you something a long time ago. Probably should have gotten a little bit more spankings than what you got. But since you're here, now we got to do it the hard way. I got to teach you and teach you and teach you even if you're not listening. You know, that could be frustrating teaching people that don't want to listen. I mean, you're just sharing your heart and just, oh, this will be good for Sunday. Oh, this will be good right here. This is juicy right here. Oh, I know they're going to they love this part right here. And then you say, yeah. So he said, let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each of you look out, look out not only for his interest. Listen to this but also for the interests of others. It's not always all about you. Along with loving yourself, you got to love others. Christ said, as I have loved you, you must love one another. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you love yourself, love your neighbor as at least that much. So if you won't beat yourself up, don't put your hands on him or her. If you won't slap yourself, don't slap them. You won't shoot yourself, don't shoot them. Look how y'all looking at me. You with me? Thank you. If you will invest in yourself, ooh, this will look good on me. You know, one, one of the worst things, you said, she comes stepping in here like she just come out of Vogue. And he looked like he just come off the trash pile. Or he come in here looking all, all dapper, all dressed down, and she looked like she came from the secondhand store. Something ain't right with that. Something is not right with that. Whatever you love, you invest in. If you, if you love Little League football, you be out there on Saturday. You say, what they need? They need some jerseys. All right, we're going to get money for jerseys. What else they need? They need equipment. What you, lo you love, you invest in. We're going to get the money for these Little League because I love Little League football. Whatever you love, you invest in. If you love that wife that you say that, she's just so pretty. She's so pretty. You, ain't, you only invest in her. Hallelujah. Sometimes you ought to just go out your way. Look how y'all looking. Hallelujah. I ain't going out no way for that. I don't know the last time they did anything for me. See, you're making it about you. No, you make it about what God told you to do. See, our problem is that well, we care too much about what the other person is supposed to be doing instead of what we should be doing. 
if first lady never returned the love that I got, what I love her with, I'm, I'm bound by the word to love her like Christ loved the church. That's what the Bible told me to do. She need to read the Bible and find out what her part is. She got a part too. Say, 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 yeah, you, you love them so that you call them Lord just like Sarah did Abraham, you know. In other words, what, she, what they were saying in that particular scripture is that they love him so much that they respect him because they know that they have their interests at heart. I tell my wife something. She know I'm not going to do nothing to try to bring harm to her because she know not only do I say I love her, I prove it by my actions. See, a lot of stuff, we think that because we said it, that was all right. You speaking so loud that I can't, you know, you uh, you acting so loud I can hear a word you saying. Your actions speak louder than your words. And most men, you ask them in counsel, how y'all doing? We're doing good. Then you ask the lady, uh-uh, we ain't doing good. On a scale of one to ten, how you think the relationship is? He said, I think it's a ten. And she said, uh-uh, it's a four. Why you think it's a four? Then she started explaining, well, I ain't look at all that. <laughs> Love is not provoked. Oh, my God, it's not provoked. It is not sharp-tempered. I got about ten minutes. It sweetens and it softens. When the last time you just sweetened? Your honey. I know y'all think we hard as men, but when the last time you tried to sweeten him, soften him? You know, I know y'all got these military men in here, you know, these Air Force, Marines, and Navy, and you think you're all Latin and everything like that. But you need a little sweetening, a little softening every now and then. Hmm? It's not quick to display its passion. It confines them with the proper limits it is never angry without a truly just cause and even then tempers it to good godly purpose alone so in other words it is not provoked some of y'all are just provoked all the time you on edge I thank God I'm not married to a woman on edge all the time that would worry me to no ends. I ain't trying to talk about nobody in here. Love thinks no evil. Why is it that the first thought always has to be bad? Most people, they think the worst before they think the best. Our society got us like that. It has no malice, thinks not, not of revenge, and has no long anger. Why do you walk around with silent treatment? It's been two weeks, and y'all ain't said two words. And you sitting around just thinking evil. Thinking evil, thinking evil, thinking evil. And you know, some church folk, they got it bad. Because see, they're sitting there waiting on something to happen to you. Say, uh-huh, that's good that would happen to you. What? Love has no ill towards his brother. 
It thinks no evil. It does not ascribe guilt to others by uh, in inference or innuendos. It, it is not jealous or suspicious. Uh-oh. It will never indulge in suspicion without proof. It will only reluctantly give into a poor opinion of another and only with regret and reluctance when the evidence cannot be uh, reputed. It will never suspect ill or reason itself into bad opinions upon mere appearances. Well, I thought it looked like to me. I thought you were touching them and did it. What? I gave him the church hug. We just hung from the side. It will always think the best it can, even with circumstances might appear condemning. It does not store up the memory of wrongdoing. Uh-oh. I know y'all about tired of me, but I'm going to try some of you all are storing up the memory of wrongdoing. You get into a little heated discussion. Watch this. Intense fellowship. You're in intense fellowship now. Okay, I remember when you did this. I remember when you did that. I remember when you did this. I remember when you did this. Nah, nah, nah. What? I forgot all about that. I didn't. You can't store up wrongdoing expect things to get better. You know what? People who stir up memory of wrongdoing, you cannot be counseled. Counseling will do you no good. Because you still rehearsing over spill milk. You still putting the scab off of the sores. You still haven't released that person. Don't waste your money on counseling because you still stirring up what I did two years ago. And you should be like, well, we need to go to counseling. No, you need to learn how to do what the word says. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Those of you that still stirred up wrong doings and all that stuff, and you got it in your memory, do not waste your time by getting an appointment on my book. I ain't counseling. Now, I already put it out there. She know the reason why she three years ago. Get out of my office. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. It takes no pleasure in hurting somebody else. It thinks no evil without clear proof. Real love cannot treat evil as an innocent option, but hates the evil and not the doer. It wishes ill to none, nor will it rejoice in the faults or failings of others. In fact, the sin of others will stir all its compassion. Love does not gossip or publish the news of somebody else's shame. 
You get around your kinsmen and get around your kinfolk and get around your mom and your daddy, your in-law, and try to make them look bad. I want everybody to know how she treated me. I want everybody to know that I'm being a good man and she's just an old witch. And then, you know, them, them women try to play that little meat. Well, you know, I really don't do much. And you got a broom in every corner. Nobody there. She's whichever broom she's going to ride on today. Oh, y'all mad at me. Oh, babe, you got the car keys ready. They mad now. It does not find delight in anything God says is wrong. Now, here again, Paul exhausts us with love does. Love rejoices in the truth. It is happy in the success of the gospel and rejoices to see man molded by it. It takes no joy in the sins of others, but is highly delighted to see them well do well, do well as a result of being led to the truth. It wants you to see truth and justice prevail. He who does not believe in truth take pleasure in unrighteousness. And we know that the Bible is true and need to rejoice in it and lead others to do likewise while also rejoicing in the presence and the fellowship of like-mindedness, celebrating truth and joyfully fellowshiping with other Christian brothers and sisters to honor it and he who gave it to us, which is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Love bears all things. Love covers. Uh, say that with me. Love covers. It covers as a shield or proof to protect. It is not publishing the faults of a brother. It will put up with injuries without indulging anger or cherishing revenge. It will be patient with provocation and it will hold firm. Though it be shocked and borne hard upon, it will sustain all men of injury and ill treatment bearing up under it. It will put up with all men of hazard and difficulties. Love even gives the unrepentant center, uh, center a, a uh, advocate and an intercessor who prays for their well-being. When you know people are trying to do you in, you pray for them anyhow. Love provides a shelter that withstands the worst circumstances. I don't care how bad it done got in your house. Love should act as a shelter or a covering or a shield that, hey, no matter how bad it is, it's going to get better because love is in this house. I'm trying to get the love never fails. Can you give me about 10 minutes? Love believes all things. Why not naive? It hopes with, uh, within reason well for everybody. Everybody. I want everybody to know it will stretch its faith beyond appearance to have a kind opinion. Fueled by our faith in God, it is central for developing a Christ-like love rooted and grounded in the right kind of faith. Love hopes all things. Say that with me, hopes all things. So a hope well for others. It does not give up when others might. It knows that failure is not final. 
Say it with me. Failure is not final. Failures is not, are not final. So if you fail in something, that don't mean it's over. Are y'all listening to me? So you, you fail in a previous relationship. That don't mean it's over. You can correct and get it right. So what I didn't do in this last one, this one, I'm going to make it right. So it hopes, I have hope because I love. And love endures all things. It will endure. Though it be mistreated, unappreciated, unreturned, and unevenly matched, true love remains steadfast. Do not miss this, ladies and gentlemen. I know some of you all say, Bishop, I'm being mistreated. But true love endures all things. I'm unappreciative. My wife don't appreciate me. She don't appreciate me. She don't return it, Bishop. I give her all my love, but she don't return it. And your point is, the Bible still says that it endures all things. And even though they're not returning what you've given them, you're still bound by the word to do your part. If they don't receive it, that's on them. See, when love endures, it may be shaken but not broken. It's a solid, it's as solid as a rock. It will endure. Endure all things. What is the hardest thing that could ever happen in your relationship? What are the tough times that you've had since you've been married right now? Love endures all things. Even if it were not your fault and it happened to you, you can't continue to be mad at the world and the one that you're intimate with it endures all things. Before I met you, my life was great, but now I'm with you, I don't know. God, what can I do to make this great? I didn't hear Bishop talk about this love. It can't be shaken, uh, maybe shaken, but not broken. God, well, I'm shaking real hard right now. I'm bending real bad. That got to be an answer to your situation. And you know what? Really, right now, your life, you're in the middle. You can go either left or you can go right. Now, you choose which way you want to go. You can go worse or you can go better. I'm not doing it because I'm saying this side worse than this side, but I'm just doing this. Like, okay, let's switch it. You can go better or you can go worse. 
That's your choice. That's your choice. Love endures all things. Now this last one, you really don't want to hear this one. I'm going to shorten it for you because I know I've been, been up here a little, little while. But love never fails. It is a permanent and perpetual grace. It always overcomes. It always wins out in the end. We just got through singing the winning song. We at the winning church amongst winning families. Winning brothers and sisters. It always While otherworldly gifts and possessions will someday lose their luster, only love will always persevere and reside with us even into heaven. Love don't fail. If it's a lie, God told it. The Bible is wrong. And you listen, just mark out everything I just said. Love never fails. As soon as we understand what God has said, you see, you, you, a lot of folks, I know they've been to church a lot all their life, but they never have taken the Bible off of the pages and put it in their heart. We talk about a good story. You know, Daniel was in the lion den, and you know, and everything, but the lion did not eat him. And you know, the Hebrew boy was in the fiery furnace. We tell a story, that, but I'm talking about taking this Bible and actually living it. So you know what that means to me? When I leave out of here today, and my wife and I, we get opportunity where something is going to, you know, throw off or kick off or however, however y'all say it. I need to start thinking about what I heard. Love endures all things. Being, love does not act, uh, you know, rudely. Right? That should come back to my spirit, to my mind. That, hey, I need to walk it out. And then what they say? Now walk it out. Ain't that a song somewhere? somewhere? Yeah. So it is permanent, perpetual grace. Love is not going to wish ill toward. It believes and it hopes all things. I don't, you know, some of you all, you know, relationships are like this. You got, it looks like the stock market. Stock market. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know what? You got to know when to invest, when to sell, when you're in the stock market, right? Come on, y'all. Y'all know about the stock market, right? Well, what about your relationship? You need to know when to invest certain words and when to hold back. Right? For there's sometimes I could be real straightforward with my wife and she'll receive it. 
And there's other times I got a whole bag right now because of how things are. That's called wisdom. I can't just be even killed the whole time. I have to study her in such a way that I know when to say how to say it. So it works out for the both of us. The same thing with her. She, she knows she picks her times where she can really, she knows she can just hammer me and let me have it and I receive all of it. But then if she, you know, catch me the wrong time, when I'm not ready, it might be just like, you know, talking to him right here. But she got enough wisdom to know that I know him. I know what he's all about. I know how he moves. And at this time, I know wisdom will tell me to do this. That's what I love about her. She might not study all y'all, but she sure don't study me. And, 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 and I am her study. Make no mistake about it. And I love her studying me. Let's go study. Huh? So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking like this here to either make you happy, sad, mad, whatever like that. I'm saying this so that we can get results from your life to do better than what you've done in the past. Now, some of y'all been doing a pretty good job. Give yourselves a hand. Been doing a pretty good job. But watch this. There's good, there's best, and there's better. So you've been doing good, but you could do better, and you can get to best. Got it? I'm still working on being my best. I don't want to just say, I'm good. See, because y'all do what the world says. I'm good. It's all good. No, good right here. See, y'all just selling for good. I'm not selling for good. I want to get better, and I want to move to best. Uh, is that you? Everybody's standing on their feet.